0: Hello, and welcome to the True Connections podcast from CityWire in association with MNG, where fund selectors around the world will share their views and questions on the hottest topics in the markets for 2020, and where we call fund managers to respond afterwards. For this episode of the sixth podcast series, we will listen to investors on the fixed income conundrum and the global outlook for the rest of the year. Instead of being in Miami, we are unfortunately in our homes instead, brought together by CityWire Virtual. And we are joined by Jorge Espada, Managing Director of El Dorado Investments, Cristel Miranda, Head of Fund Selection at Credit Corp Capital, and last but not least, Nicolas Henderson, Product Manager and Fund Selector at Investors Trust. So firstly, thank you all for joining again virtually Good to, Thank you good for to
1: having you. us. Thank you. Good to be here.
0: Thank you. So my first question for you all are what are the lessons for investors following the big test coronavirus provided for bonds?
1: Yes, um, well, we, we've seen in the, in the last few years that uh, with all times low uh, rate scenario, um, made investors go for high-risk assets seeking for yield. And uh, lot of risky assets uh, were heavily traded with this false sense that nothing could go wrong. And um, well, you never know exactly when the next crisis is going to hit the market. And, and what happened, it's a it's a clear sign of it. And uh, I believe this crisis showed how liquidity is still a concern in the in the bond market. Uh, we've seen yields spread widen dramatically uh, as the market focused uh, at the beginning, on the on the risk of uh, rising defaults, uh, then the Fed support calmed the market significantly, um, and the extreme liquidity and volatility conditions that we've seen in March have continued to to moderate in the, in this last few months. Um, but even though the Fed has stepped in, and you know, you just can't fight the Fed. Um, I think you can always rely on them to do so, uh, and. Uh, so you need to make sure your clients are aware of the risk involved in the, in the pursuit of yield. I think that's uh, an important lesson learned uh, during this this crisis. Mm-hmm.
2: That's a great point. Christelle? I mean, um, March sell illustrated the fact that there are some pockets within fixed income that we thought that they are maybe sure or nothing's going to happen, as Nicole said. But defaults and the spreads widening. Uh, can cause uh, some losses comparable to equity markets. So at the end, what's the balance of risk and the packets of uh, of return that you have in your portfolio? So it's very important to determine uh, your investment policy uh, when you're talking about the portfolio construction. And second of all, um, here we have that treasury bonds fulfill they are safe haven role. I mean, they are the stars in this in this in this period. Um, however, even this market can run into liquidity problems when demand for cash is sufficiently large. So this crisis, this crisis um, has enhanced the Fed's role as a warrantor for a smooth debt market functioning. Uh, but maybe for the short term, this is not gonna be an issue, but we have to take a look into what will be, uh, what would be, what would be the consequence of this in the future? I mean, in terms of maybe a new inflationary environment. So we, 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 we should have to keep an eye on that.
3: I think the, the main idea is that one epidemic can be become a global pandemic, no? I, I think the, the market was very calm in the first two months of the, of the year. I think the, the, the majority of the economic uh, investor are waiting from some situation, similar situation in, in, in the past like SARS or H1N1, because they uh, there were a regional epidemic focus. No? And for this reason, the market was very calm. And I think in in, in the next situation, the markets are going to react more weak uh, respect this this event
0: mm-hmm. and crystal you mentioned monetary policy how has the extreme monetary policy moves done enough to help the distressed
2: bond markets i mean judging for the consistent great express spread compression observed during the last three months probably the fed has been hugely successful in calming bond markets stress however Given the dire short and mid-term economic prospects for the U.S. and the world economy in general, the Fed will likely have to maintain or expand extremely accommodative stance for the foreseeable future. So... Yeah,
1: um, as, as Crystal, uh, Crystal said, uh, I don't think we can know uh, if it has been enough or not yet. Uh, but we can say for sure that they have done plenty. Um, We have seen unprecedented monetary policy and uh, fiscal stimulus that have led to market recovery um, and that these are are still abundant, you know. Um, The third is both purchasing assets and lending money at very low interest rates. Uh, They said they were gonna do this for a long period of time and as much as it takes, uh, which is a, a very important message. Um, there are no expectations of rate hikes in the foreseeable future. They're talking at least about 2022. And, um, I think they're providing clear guidance to the market. Uh, we have heard the expression, whatever it takes in several occasions. So Mm -hmm. I think it's, it's a very strong message. Uh, I also think that the fed has to be very careful on on not creating another bubble and especially not to incentivize moral hazard. I think that's a, a very important aspect to consider too.
3: I think the liquidity always be a relief, and the experience, uh, the experience of similar situation teach that finally create an inflation of financial assets. And I think this is the positive effect for the whole market, no? but uh, we are at different uh, bonds in the market, maybe some dislocation in, in, in some sector like high yield bonds or emerging bonds, but in, in general uh, terms, it's a, is, is a big support for the market.
0: So this crisis has created fallen angels or downgraded bonds, how, how do you avoid that? Um,
2: fallen angels are concentrated in the triple, triple B rating band, hence avoiding them would imply focusing allocation in a higher rating category. However, um, fallen angels per se are not necessary bad investments. Um, There might be some opportunities to find issues with investment grade like balance sheets, but that trade at high yield spreads. So it's where it's it's keep an eye on on selectivity in this space and take approach of the advantages of this uh, combination of balance sheets and spreads. Um, So we are very constructive on on this side, but especially always the recommendation here is to be very selective uh, in what you pick here.
1: Yeah, I, I was about to say the, the exact uh, same thing. Uh, I don't believe you necessarily need to avoid them. Um, many of these bonds pricing have been severely hit by, by downgrades and are showing very attractive valuations. So uh, this might create a, an, an interesting opportunity. Um, and as we still said, uh, I think selection is key uh and but but it's still uh, uh a very interesting uh story right now.
3: Okay, I think this is not time to avoid them because if, if you have a time machine to go back to February or January, maybe avoid some fallen angel. But at this time this I think this is an opportunity. Maybe you have to Analyze some situation because there are a different delo- dislocation between the market price uh, or the internal or net asset value of, of each bond. No, I think there are a lot of opportunity. I prefer don't uh, avoid uh, some fallen angels or some sector and analyze only opportunities in the market. I think there is the the best time and. After a crisis, this is the best time to take a position in a financial asset, obviously in a long-term view.
0: Emerging debt has historically rebounded after some negative years. Do you guys think this will be the case this time?
1: Um, Generally speaking, emerging markets have uh, less scope to implement fiscal stimulus than developed markets. Uh, So they look more vulnerable to me right now. Um, if there be any interruptions in the recovery whatsoever, uh, emerging markets performance will be in the balance. Um, so with continuous fears regarding global growth, I think it is important to, to adopt a more cautious view on on emerging markets. And uh, again, I, I continue th- to think that selective positioning is very important in the, in the, in the asset class. Yes. Uh,
2: in my case. I think EM debt spreads have not compressed with the same speed uh, uh, and in the same magnitude as US investment grade or US high yield spreads, partially because it was not the target of the support measures uh, announced by the Fed. However, um, going forward, this makes the asset class look attractive from a relative value perspective. So once the global economic cycle begins to decisively turn, maybe, emerging markets should be in prime position to outperform, but we are maybe not right there yet, but we have to uh, look at them for the future.
3: I agree, but I think this is different, the situation about the past, because I think the crisis in the emerging market is more bigger than another situation in the past. And for this reason, the recovery, will be slower and in less great that, than in the past. No, I think the, the, the problem with the, with the emerging market is in the economic size. No? The capacity of the recovery of the economy effects of the pandemic is very difficult. No? If you know the number from GDP in, in, in April or, or May for, for countries like uh, Colombia, Peru, Mexico, or Brazil is very hard instead uh, another other countries as, as, as Europe or United States. No? And from the reason is, is, I think the crisis is bigger and the time to recovery is, uh, too lo- is going to be too long.
0: Now, how are you each currently allocating to bonds in your portfolio?
3: Well, um, actually, we're
1: we seeing flows into, into U.S. credit and, and uh, corporate emerging markets mainly. Um, my personal view is that much of this is driven by the fear of missing out. Uh, investors don't want to miss the, uh, uh, out the recovery of the markets and, and basically this is driven their, their uh, currently investment decisions. But specifically, yes, um, US, um, uh, US grade, US investment grade and, and corporate emerging markets, that's where, where we're seeing flows into.
3: I think in the first part depends on the risk profile of the investor, no? In, in an in a alpha-seeking investor with a long-term view, for example, a, a big single-family office. I think the, it's, it's very difficult to to have a long-term view with a, a mutual fund of a manager who uh, have to compete uh, with a benchmark in a daily basis. But with, if you have a, a long-term View. Uh, I think the 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 main uh, uh, opportunities are in the high yield and for lender markets. Maybe in the emerging markets. Uh, obviously, you have to analyze some situation as each bonds in in particular market. But uh, I think there are a lot of, of of opportunities in 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 the market.
0: So, what would you guys like to see? from a bond fund manager. And what are some of the main issues you'd like them to address
2: during this, these crazy times we're in? Presently, I think uh, there are three key issues in fixed income. The first, uh, how much higher can the long end of the yield curve go? Second, whether credit spread levels provide a sufficiently large buffer for a rise in observed defaults. But we currently believe they do. Um, and the third one is being able to identify industry leader, leaders exploring high dispersion through sectors. I mean, find a strong, fundamentally good companies where to invest. Nicolás or Jorge, any issues you'd like fund managers to address
0: with you?
3: I think the big issue for, for a crisis is the capacity of the manager to rebuild our strategy. You know? I think the, uh, all the managers in the world have a lot of losses in, in, in March and in April, depends of, of the asset class. But I think the, the for me, the most important issue about this crisis is the capacity to rebuild a new strategy, to build a new portfolio with a long term view to 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 take the possibility to uh, to get the benchmark in the next 12 or 24 uh, months.
1: Yeah, I I, I I agree with what Christel and, and Jorge said. Um, being more broad and, and and not only for bond fund managers, but I know that uh, M&G people will be listening to this. So um, we, we, we've been talking about uh, ESG for more than 10 years. Um, and during this time, we've seen a lot of ESG strategies that didn't pan out. Um, personally, I would like to see viable long-term uh, ESG strategies. So we have seen many companies filing, finally embracing the concept, and uh, it would be great to see all fund houses to provide these alternatives. Um, as we have seen a lot of interest in ESG from clients and uh, uh, a lot of inflows too for for some time now. So maybe they have a comment on that. And uh, referring specifically to the current situation, uh, well, we are in a in a scenario of weak global growth and a bias toward easing monetary policy. Um, this contrasts with uh, long-term valuations that have become more expensive and, and reflecting low-term premiums. So. Uh, I also believe further widening of corporate bond spreads may occur as growth slow and uh, financial conditions tighten. So we can say that uh, bond fund managers are are in a very tough spot right now. So that's what they have to say about the, 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 the future, the near future.
0: Mm-hmm. Definitely. Now, this is the last question. I can't believe we're already here. <laughs> Which will be your best calls for this year, and which areas within fixed income or other asset classes will you be avoiding instead?
1: We, we like investment-grade assets, uh, mainly U.S. corporates, corporates as uh, central banks are providing uh, strong technical support. Uh, With the Fed implementing massive programs, uh, these are larger in size than than Quantitative Easing 1 and 2 and 3 programs combined. Uh, This represents a firm underpin for investment grades and and show that technical factors are very important, uh, a very important driver of this segment of the market. Um, Renewed widening of yield spreads is still possible. Uh, as growth slows and, and financial conditions tighten, as I said on the previous question, but uh, valuations have become more attractive to us in, the, in a global context. Um, regarding what I would like to uh, to avoid, or I would try to stay away for, for, from uh, more riskier assets, particularly in the high yield space, uh, both uh, U.S. and Euro corporates, uh, where fundamentals are far more important driver, and these fundamentals are challenging and, and deteriorating. Um, we have already seen a large number of downgrades uh, plus the expectation that many defaults still lie ahead. So I would try to stay away for, from those riskier assets and uh, I also don't like uh, the outlook for commercial mortgage-backed securities either. Christophe or Jorge? <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh, I think our view is some different from Nicolas. Um we still see some value in, in areas of the great space, but understanding the volatility that will remain high in that space. So we should favor companies focused on liquidity, on enhancing their cost structure, and, and also enhancing their operational excellence. Um, the high idiosyncratic risk makes a fundamental, a fundamental value-oriented investment process key right now. Uh, so quality active management is the key for us uh, for us um, we actually remain uh, very constructive I mean it's not very constructive but constructive uh, in the global high-yield market um, but in the high quality high-yield space especially not in the last uh, stage of the credit rating um, we also are positive in these opportunistic fixed income funds that try to uh, take advantage of the best ideas in each bucket of the fixed income, uh, including investment grade and also some asset-backed securities, uh, especially those uh, agency MBS and non-agency ABS MBS that are pricing in a in a very. Uh, uh, attractive uh, uh, spreads uh, compared to the risk they re- represent um, then uh, we have a, a strong view also in subordinated financial assets which is not very common in asset allocation uh, but there's a special uh, value there because of the strength of the of the banks and the insurances are around the world so and because of the the strong regulations uh, in Europe and also in the United States, so we are in favor of that asset class. And on the other hand, uh, different from the liquid market, we are also looking for for some uh, distressed opportunities in the in the in the private markets. So we will be doing some kind of that uh, in our in our portfolio right now. But also. Uh, we are long-term investors, so as that maybe we are taking some tactical opportunities in this moment, like to take advantage of the price of the of the price of the price uh, compression. But when we think about the portfolio, we have to think that in a long term and stake, uh, and stay uh, stick to to high quality managers at, that perform high quality selection.
3: Mm-hmm. Perfect. And Jorge. I don't have any sector to avoid uh, per se. I think it's, it's, it depends on the of the risk profile. If you can uh, the ability to to tolerate the the volatility, maybe it's important to take a position in high yield or, or emerging markets. Uh, I think the 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 main indicator for for take a position for me is the current yield now because the, the, uh, this is a a metric to capture the cash on cash uh, return for investor no? and I think this is the the, the main issue from uh, for for the next case is, is the capital gains, but the capital gains may be due or, or not in the future i i I think the idea is to not avoid a, any sector take different position in, I think, in, uh, for me, in emerging markets and high yield bond. I prefer, if you have the possibility to, to take the volatility, maybe to, I prefer the, the high yield and emerging market sector.
0: Perfect, and then I have, a, I have a fun question to end it on. What are you guys all looking forward to the most when you're out of lockdown? I'm sure Christelle and Jorge, you guys probably have the best answers because you have been <laughs> locked down for a hundred days. <laughs>
2: uh, for incredible, it sounds, I would like to go to the office. <laughs> 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 it's very difficult to concentrate here and to have like many calls in, in in the, in the, in my house with the kids around me, but also I miss a lot, uh, my friends and co-workers and the interaction that we used to have um, it's I mean it's a very valuable thing that maybe we don't appreciate it at uh, the best before but now that we we are missing that we think that it's very important and is and is key also for teamwork and and to perform better ideas and a better work so I'm missing that and of course in my personal side. Uh, I would like to go and see my my parents that i haven't seen them from three months ago and i'm sure they are missing a lot uh their great sons so for yeah oh well,
0: i hope hopefully you see them soon
3: i maybe to go to visit to my mother no i think the uh, we're working home from the from the next of the year it's the same to, to to stay here with with my type of job that uh, in the work i think the 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 main difference is for from the family uh, sector no? because you have to you don't have the possibility to to visit or to stay with the with the family
0: no my my priorities have definitely shifted in this i'm i'm home with my parents and my three brothers they're in and out so i have loads of loads of family time so that's
1: yeah yeah my situation is a little different um as, as i'm in miami we things have normalized a little bit right now but even though we have uh we, we've had hard numbers in the last few weeks mm-hmm. uh but i i understand what christelle is saying i i spend uh two and a half months working from home and with small kids it's it's a tough situation even though i really uh enjoy the time of or the opportunity of spending more time with them and everything um, being at the office, we are we were back to the office on, on June first, and um, being with the team, being able to interact and, and to, to share ideas, I think it's a, it's something that it's not replaceable, uh, even though technology let us work from home right now. And uh, on a personal matter, um, I, I would like to travel uh, mainly because yeah. I live abroad and 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 I really want to see my family, um, and mm-hmm. I also understand how grandparents might miss their grandsons. So uh, I think the first thing I would do when, when, um, when everything normalizes is go to, to Uruguay to visit friends and family.
3: Oh.
0: Well, hopefully, hopefully we're out of this soon. Um, but thank you all for joining this podcast with NNG. And stay safe out there. And hopefully I'll see you at one of our CityWire events soon.
1: Thank you very much for having us. Thank you.